0: 10 through 18 if you would stand with me please 2nd Peter 3 10 through 18 and it says but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heaven shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved what manner of person ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat nevertheless we according to his promises look for a new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness amen wherefore beloved seeing that ye look for such things be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. Amen. And the account that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation, even as our beloved brother Paul also, according to the wisdom given unto him, has written unto you, as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which, which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable write, as we do also the other scriptures unto their own destruction. Amen. 17 says, Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beware lest ye also, being led away with the error of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness. Amen. But 18 tells us, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. And amen. You may be seated. Uh, I, just, I just think about what Sister Rosalind has just put out. Amen. And what the Lord has put on her heart to share with us today. Amen. And Sister Rosalind, let me tell you this. I was looking yesterday. I found a young man. And he was saying that people avoid revelation, but revelation is talking about the revelation of Jesus. But many have been led astray to think that it's about torment, and it's about destruction. It's about, it's revealing who Jesus is, amen? That's what it is, amen? Now, there is a message that is being shared with us today, amen? And it's been... Praise and worship has been sister through sister Rosalind and Pastor. Amen. The day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. Amen. Now, when you look at that, and and I've always wondered what's the difference between a thief and a robber. A thief will sit back and wait and watch to see what's going on because he wants to learn your patterns. He wants to know if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Amen. Now, when it says that about Jesus coming back as a thief in the night, it's not comparing Jesus to a thief. It's just saying that he's going to come at a time where many are not ready, where many are ready. That's why we have to be ready at all times. Amen. Now, it says, what manner of person ought ye to be in holy conversation and godliness? Amen. See, this is a time to examine ourselves. Amen. What is your holy conversation? Are you in godliness, amen? Looking for a hasting unto the coming of the day of God, amen? Be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. Our beloved brother Paul, according to wisdom given unto him, written this unto us, amen? They are unlearned and unstable, Rest at they do also the other scriptures unto their own destruction. Now that word there that says rest, that's W-R-E-S-T. That means to twist or to turn. And it's talking about the scriptures, amen? Because many will take the scriptures and twist them and turn them to make them sound good, amen? But in order for us to understand that stuff, we have to stay in our word, amen? But it also says, beware lest she also being led away with the error of the wicked. Amen. See, the words sound good. The pastors dress nice. The congregation is full. The band just got up because I call it a band now because they say it's a choir. But it's a band now because what, what is it? I heard somebody say, the, the choirs now come to entertain. Amen. That's what they do. They come to entertain. And once the entertainment is over in the beginning, people just leave out. They don't want to hear what the word is. Amen? But the Bible tells us to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is talking to us, saints. This is talking to us. We have to be battle ready. Amen? We have to be battle ready. Amen? And we have to be godly equipped because God is not going to send us out here in anything until he equipped us. Amen? Now... No one in their present state is ready for what God has for them, amen? God is not just going to take somebody off the street, put them in the White House, amen? You have to be ready and prepared, amen? And it's a process that you have to go through in order to get to where God wants you to be, amen? We are before Christ. What we are before Christ is not what we will be in Christ, amen? What you see yourself as is not what you're going to be in Christ, amen? Paul didn't know it. Peter didn't know it. Moses didn't know it. David didn't know it. Amen. They saw themselves as themselves. Amen. But when you allow God to have his way in your life, watch and see the change that's going to happen. Amen. When I gave my life to Christ, I just came to sit. That's it. I came to sit and hear what was being said. And most of the time, what was being said, I didn't even follow. But once God gets a hold of you, Amen. And once you surrender and submit, watch and see what's going to happen. Amen. Jesus' disciples spent three years following him, not only to get to know him, but to get to know themselves. Amen. See, as many things we don't know about ourselves until we allow God to show us some things about ourselves. Amen. And some of the things that God is going to show you about yourselves, you may like and you may not like. They heard him teach about God's kingdom and witness him perform miracles. As believers and followers in Christ, one of the hardest things we will ever do is to grow in holiness. Amen. Do you know how hard that is? Do you know what you have to go through? Amen. It's not going to be no, you know, once you give your life to Christ, everything is going to be, it's not going to work that way. Amen. Because, 1 Peter 1:16 tells us this. It says, Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. I didn't even know what that word meant. Be ye holy, for I am holy. Amen. Now, truly living the life of such godliness, we have this life in such a significant way that we face resistance and trouble each and every day. You will be tried every day. Every day. Just when you think it's it's, it's going like this. Here comes a hiccup. Here comes another hiccup. Here comes a hiccup. But when you go through those hiccups, what do you learn? Do you resort back to what you used to do or do you allow God to take you through it? Amen. Christians who truly step out to follow Jesus in this dark and hellish place on earth will experience great difficulties, trials, roadblocks in the life that we live. Amen. So you can be going down the road and everything smooth sailing. You guys ever seen the police throw those spike strips out? Everything's all good until the enemy comes out and throws those spike strips out. And then the next thing you know, you done lost it. You out of control, amen? But see, you have to understand this. When stuff like that happens, you have one to look to, amen? You have one to get you back on course, But in what you're going through, God is showing you some things about yourself and some things that he's trying to change in you, amen? See, we will be called to do this. We will be called to love those who would rather hate. Don't tell me I'm the only one in here that got some people that you don't want to show. No. No. There are times God is going to put people in your face and in your way that you are going to have to be nice and kind to. Amen? And does that show growth in you because you handle it in a godly manner? We have to forgive those who have done us wrong. Now, look at what Jesus had to go through. (laughs) They spit on him. They beat him. They slapped him. They put him on the cross, they nailed him. And do you know that as they nailing him on that cross, pastor, those same men, he forgave. How many of you are going to let somebody slap you in the face and you're going to say, I forgive you? Or how many calls a pastor going to get to say, hey, I need to be bailed out? Amen. But see, this is the thing, saints. Every day is going to be a test. Every day is going to be a trial. Amen. We have to be patient with those who are rude and condescending, amen? That is a hard thing to do when you know someone has done you wrong and you got to see that person and you got to be kind to them. To serve those who are the least enjoyable to be around, amen? We all got some of them, amen? We all got some of them, amen? But let me say this. As was saying, it's easy to sail through the Christian life if you're not actually living it and when I say that when people say are you a Christian you go to church yeah I go to church but yet and still you step in here and you step in there I got a little bit of church and a little bit of world in me I'm alright I'm good but see this is the life that so many people are living they end one day and out the next In one day and out the next at this church and then at that church amen But there is nothing more difficult, saints, nothing more difficult than following Jesus wherever he leads you. You know why it's difficult? Because you don't know where he's going to take you. And you don't know what he's going to have you do. You don't need to know everything that is before you, amen, in Christ Jesus. Because the thing is this, he already knows. You don't need to know. But see, with us being so nosy, we want to know, Lord, tell me everything that's going to happen today so I can prepare myself for it. No, all I need you to do is be obedient and walk in step where I tell you to walk, and I'll take care of the rest. Amen? But there's nothing more difficult than following Jesus wherever he leads us because there is something that you have to sacrifice each and every day that you don't want to let go of. Amen? There are things that we have that we don't want to let go Amen. And if that's the case, this is not the life for you. Because living the Christian life, you have to put down some things. You have to sacrifice some things. You have to set things down to pick things up. You understand what I'm saying? You see people going to the grocery store, picking everything up that they can and trying to walk. But yet and still, they still trying to pick something else up. God is saying, put all that down because I got something else for you to pick up. But for many, they don't want to put all that stuff down. They want to continue to carry. As he says, cast all your cares. And I'm talking about your cares, your concerns in life. You got to drop that stuff, throw that stuff away and pick up what God has for you. Amen. See, again, God has some things for us to pick up, to take up. But many of us want to hold on to things, amen. And we can't do that. You cannot go to the next life carrying the things of the previous life, amen. That's called the natural and the spiritual, amen. Now, in Matthew 16, 24, Jesus tells us this, or he told his disciples this. He said, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. That means that whatever you have, you got to put that down because you have another cross that you have to carry. Amen? Now, turn with me to Matthew 19. I'm going to be reading Matthew 19, 16 through 22. I want you to just see what we have to do in this life. Amen? So Matthew 19, 16 through 22. It says, And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why calleth thou me good? There is none good but one. That, that is, God, but if thou wilt enter into life, keep thine commandments. He said unto him, which Jesus said, Thou shalt thou shall do no murder, thou shalt not uh, Commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And the young man said unto him, All these things have I kept from my youth, but what lack I yet? And Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou has and give to the poor and thou shall have treasures in heaven and come and follow me. Now, but when the young man heard, young man heard him he, these sayings, he went away sorrowful and had great possessions. Amen. Now, the longer you talk to somebody, you're going to find out where their heart truly is. The longer you talk to somebody, you're going to find out where their heart truly is. But the thing is this. It don't matter how you talk to Jesus because he already knows, amen. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying for us, the longer you talk to somebody, you're going to find out what their heart truly is. But Jesus already knew. That's why he told him these commandments. And when he told him, I know you're rich. Go sell everything and take care of the poor. That's all he needed to do. That's all he needed to do. And the young man went away sorrowful, amen. Now, he wanted both his flesh satisfying And the things of the spirit, too. Amen? Because I want great possessions. Amen? But I want eternal life, too. I want to live the good life. Now, here in Galatians 5.16, because we have to remember this. Fleshly things will not go to heaven. Amen? Only spiritual things. Amen? And as me and my wife heard again this morning... The pastor was talking about the flesh against the spirit. The flesh against the spirit. You know why people talk about that so much? Because every day we battle the flesh against the spirit. Every day. Because your flesh wants something and your spirit wants something. Amen? But in Galatians 5, 16 through 18, it says this. It says this, I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. That is one of the hardest things to do. You can't speak wrong. You have to love everyone you come in contact with. You can't lose it. And for some, as soon as we get out of the bed, it's just like that. You're being tested right then and there. So just think getting up in the morning You get 10 strikes. By the time you get out of the bed or before you get in the shower, you already got one strike. By the time 8 or 9 o'clock comes around, you already at 8. So what do you do then? But this is the thing, saints. It's a battle between the flesh and the spirit daily. Daily. Amen. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh, and these things are contrary, the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. So the things that you truly want to do in the flesh, can't do that. And let me ask you this. When you allow the flesh to have its way over the spirit, do you feel bad about it or do you repent? When you know the the spirit is telling you don't do that and the flesh is saying, go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it. And you fail and you do it. How do you feel about it? I want everybody to examine themselves when you come to that. Amen. And don't think that you've uh, failed yourself or I'm not worthy when something like that happened. Repent. Amen. Repent. But the thing is this. Don't continue to do it. Learn from it. Amen. 18 says, but if ye be led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. Again, saints, this is a hard saying. Amen. This is a hard saying. Because each and every day there is a battle that is going on within us. Amen. Now, there are times we think it should be the opposite. Amen. Jesus, I'm doing everything I can for you. I'm sacrificing. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Can you make it a little bit easier for me? Can you do something for me? Can you take some of these obstacles out of my way? Can you help me here? But see, people don't understand that the reason that we go through what we go through is so we can be strengthened. Amen? There's a lesson in everything that we go through. But the thing is this. Many people go through things over and over again, but you know what? The lesson is not being learned. And you know why you keep going through it? Because you haven't learned the lesson. And until you learn that lesson, you're going to keep taking that test. Amen? Amen? And see the thing about this test? You can't cheat on it. He already knows. Amen? You can't cheat on this test. Amen? When you think about it, Lord, make it easier for me. The obstacles in my life to go quickly. Shouldn't the prayers that I ask be answered immediately? That's how we think sometimes. Lord, I'm doing it all. I'm doing everything you call me to do, but yet and still, you can't take these obstacles out of my way. The prayers that I ask, why can you not answer them right now? I mean immediately. Because there's something that's going on, amen? The need of those who truly seek to serve him. One thing, amen, we have to do is understand this. There's going to be some prayers that are going to be answered just like this, and there's going to be some prayers that we got to wait on, amen? We just have to wait on not everything he has called us to do will be easy and comfortable amen not everything he's called us to do will be easy and comfortable amen there's a reason why saints (laughs) there's a reason why amen jesus never said life will be easy but he said it will be worth it amen it's going to be worth your while for what you're doing amen When you're given everything, what happens? When you give a child everything, what happens? Just think, if God gave us everything, as soon as you pray, it's answered. Whatever you wanted, it's there. What would you learn? What would you learn, amen? When you're given everything, what happens? You learn absolutely nothing, amen? Amen. For yourself you don't know what it's like to go through struggle struggle brings strength amen struggle brings strength you know what when some people go through some stuff and they can help you out because they went through it it's an easy process amen because they can tell you exactly what it is that needs to be done to overcome it amen and it's the same thing with father god if you just listen to what he's telling you to do he's going to show you how to overcome it It may be some things that you got to go through to overcome it, but he's going to show you how to get through it, amen? You don't know what it's like to go through the struggle. Struggle brings strength. You see the giving, but not the process, amen? And I'm talking to my children now because the thing is, you see your parents giving you stuff, but you don't see the sacrifice that they had to go through. You see your parents giving you things, but you don't see the process that they had to go through to give you the things that you have. See, a child will come to you and be like this, I need a dollar, okay? They don't ask you how you got it, how hard you had to work to get it, or anything like that, but they don't see the process of what you had to go through to get it. They don't see the struggle you had to go through to make that promise come true, amen? Now, Frederick Douglass said this. He said, if there is no struggle, there is no progress. If there is no struggle, there is no process. That means that you, you guys know about a butterfly. When a butterfly is coming out of the uh, cocoon that he's in, you can't cut the cocoon open. Because for one thing, the butterfly is not ready. Things are not flowing in the butterfly. Amen. So the butterfly has to struggle to get the blood thrown through his wings. So just think, if you cut that open and allow that butterfly, that butterfly will instantly die because it's the struggle that gives him strength. And it's the same thing with us. It's the struggle that gives us strength. Amen? Why am I going through this? Why not go through it? I went through so much, and after I went through it, I looked back and I said, Oh, I learned this, and I learned that. But when you're going through you ain't thinking about that. All you're thinking about is getting out of it. That's the easy process there. When you're saying, Lord, just get just get me out of it. I just want to get out of it. You're basically giving up. I don't want to go through this no more, Lord. I'm done with this. I don't want it. But see, the thing is, that process that you're going through, you don't know the reward that's at the end, amen? I told somebody, I said, the struggles that you're going through, you going through the struggle, going through the struggle, and I said... Your blessing is right there, but they gave up. A little bit more struggle, and the blessing that they had was seeking was right there, and they gave up on it, amen? Now, let me say this. It is imperative for Christians to know what is involved in the struggle, amen? This here that we're going through right now, like Sister Rosalind was saying, this, everything that we're dealing with right now, this is a battle we're going through. This is a spiritual battle that we're going through right now. It's warfare. This is a spiritual battle. And how can we prepare ourselves to stand in the midst of this struggle? Because the thing is this. The enemy has three things. Steal, kill, and destroy. And he knows his assignment. And he's on his assignment. Amen. God has given us an assignment. But we got to stay with the assignment. Amen. Amen. We must train ourselves to be strong and powerful soldiers in Jesus in this ongoing battle, amen? Saints, this is not the time to sit back and sit around, amen? Because, again, things are getting too close to us, amen? This is essential to understand that even more important to practice, you can't do something one time and say, I got it, amen? Who can do that? I show you something one time and you tell me you got it. Can you imagine that? Jesus said, okay, I want you to do this. Okay, Lord, I got it. Turn the water into wine. Okay, I got it. As Christian brothers and sisters, we are in this battle together, which means we must help those around us out in this fight. We must come and give the encouragement that one needs. Amen. I don't know your struggle. I don't know your struggle. God knows your struggle, but I don't. So if you're struggling with something, you know, one, one good thing to let me know is, hey, bro, I'm going through something. That's how you let them know. God knows what your struggle is. I don't. So if you're struggling with something, there are people here available. There are brothers and sisters here available to help you get through what you're going through. Amen. See, I want us to understand this. This used to be a country of one for all, all for one. That is no longer. This is a country of every man for himself. That's what this country has become selfish. Amen? One for all, all for one. That means that, Pastor, if you're going through something, I'm there with you. I got you. We all here for you. But now, yeah, all right, you let me know if you make it through that. That's how this world is now. That is how the world is now. You can't call on nobody now, amen? But that's why I'm saying, and as Sister Rosalind said, we have to look out for one another because you know what? No one else is. No one else is, amen? The world ain't looking out for you. The world is just looking to see what it can get from you. And after it gets what? It wants from you. What do you think they're going to do? Throw you aside, move on, and find the next one that they can do the same thing to. We live in a selfish world, but we are not fighting this battle alone. We're not fighting this battle alone, amen? Many feel they're in it alone and think they aren't strong enough. They worry that they do not have enough power. And you know what they're saying is this. We don't have enough power. Amen. And I'm saying this. We in this flesh don't have enough power. But I know where the power source is. You know where the power source is. And you know where to get that power from. Amen. Turn to uh, 2 Chronicles 20. we are not strong enough. We don't have enough power to face the the forces arrayed against us, and it's foolish for us to think so, amen? But turn to 2 Chronicles 20, because I want to show you something. The children of Moab and the children of Ammon and others came unto Jehoshaphat to battle. Jehoshaphat was told there was a great multitude coming for him. And in that setting, what Jehoshaphat did is he set his face before God, amen. He seeked the Lord and called for a fast, amen. Then Jehoshaphat started telling God who he is. This this is a beautiful thing here because you're telling God who he is, Amen. And Jehoshaphat said, O Lord God of our fathers, are not thou God in heaven? He already knows that. And ruleth not thou over all the kingdoms of heathens? And in, the, in thine hand is, thine, is there not power and might, so that none is able to withstand against thee. Are not thou God who did it driving out the inhabitants of this land before the people of Israel and gave it to the seed of Abraham, thine friend, forever? When we go on through some things, I'm going to tell you this. We, we, we get real smooth in talking to people because we have a need. We get real smooth of telling people what the need is by telling them who they are you all that you've always been all that everybody looks up to you you got it all and this and that get to the point don't tell me about something i already know about myself this is what god don't tell me nothing about myself i already know who i am and i know what i'm all about get to the point what do you need see that's how our children do it sometimes too they come to us you know how you doing everything good You're looking good. Yeah, the food was good today. I enjoyed that. Yep. You need anything? All right. If you need something, I'm right over here for you. You already know that they're buttering you up for something. You already know that. What do you want? That's the first thing we say. What do you want? (laughs) Because when your children come over to you and they start patting you and this and that, what do you want? You already know what they want. This is what Jehoshaphat was doing here. Now, I'm going to read 2nd Chronicles uh, 13 through 15 and it says because they came to Jehoshaphat to tell him there is a great multitude coming after you to do battle with you they're coming to get you so 13 says and all Judea stood before the Lord with their little ones and their wives and their children then unto Jehoshaphat the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jala, the son of Methania, a Levite, the son of Asphen, came the spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation and said, hearken ye, all Judea and in its inhabitants of Jerusalem and thine king, Jehoshaphat, thus said the Lord unto you, be not afraid, nor be dismayed, by reason of this great multitude, for this battle is not yours, but the Lord's. Amen. What you are dealing with right now is not for you. Amen. What you are going through right now, you don't have the power to defeat. Amen. But you know who does? The one that says, This battle is not yours. This battle that you're dealing with right here is not yours. See, there's some things we can do in our own might and our own power. But then there's other things that we need help. And it ain't but one we can depend on for that help. And that's Father God and Lord Jesus Christ, amen. But the enemy wants nothing more than for us to think we are alone and powerless. God's not on your side. He ain't got your back. He ain't going to do nothing for you. And the sad thing is, many listen. Many listen to what's being said. You know who listen to the enemy and cause a separation? Adam and Eve. You can't allow the enemy to sit that close and talk to you in your ear, and then the next thing you know, you following what's being said, amen? Because the thing is this. We know a man that says otherwise, amen? We know the one that says otherwise, amen? Glory be to God, we do not have to rely on our own strength and our own power in this fight amen in Ephesians 16 Paul shouts this he says be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might not your own not your own can you imagine David going up against a Goliath and his own power and his own might and his own strength what is he going to do against somebody that's nine feet tall throw a rock and hit him in the knee but it was the power of God amen David knew the battle was not his. Paul shouted out that God has provided to us the strength and power we need to stand firm against the attack of the enemy, the power we need for spiritual battle is not ours, but God's. The strength and resources of God are here for the battle before the things that we face. Amen? It's their saints. If you know you have power, to overcome things and you just let it sit and you depend on yourself what have you learned? nothing I want to close with this amen I'm going to close with this one of, the, one of the strategies of the enemy is to separate amen to cause division amen and again as we see In the wilderness, animals will separate others from the herd so they can attack it, amen? And you know what they look for? The sickly and the weak. The confused. The ones that will easily go the other way. And that's how they attack. And don't think that the enemy is not trying to do this with many of us, amen? Because again, saints, the enemy is watching, and he's looking where you are and what you're doing, and if he sees anything that can give him any access, what do you think he's going to do? He ain't going to knock. He just going to come in. If I see anything, any weakness on you, I'm coming at you. Amen? Again, as a boxer, we study our opponents. We study our opponents, and if we see any weakness, that's where I'm attacking you at. And it's the same thing with the enemy. Where he sees a weakness, that's where he's going to attack you. Amen. But division is one of the enemy's greatest weapons. The enemy comes to divide and conquer and to tell us we're powerless. Amen. Remember, one of his actions was to divide the angels, which were followed by and tempted after he tempted Adam and Eve in the garden, causing division between God and man. Whenever we see division occurring in this world, especially division that pits one group against another, we can affirm that the devil is in it some way. The devil is behind it somehow, some way. Amen. You look at all the <laughs> look at all the denominations of churches and this and that, and look at the division. Jesus came for unity. Amen. He came for unity. But the enemy came for division. Amen. Jesus came for unity and harmony. It's not what the enemy wants. He wants to destroy. He wants us to destroy ourselves with hatred against one another and one of the fastest ways that is for us to do, amen, is to destroy ourselves, amen. Do you know the country, you know, you hear people talking about, you know what an implosion is? It's where it's blowing up from the inside, amen. This country doesn't have to worry about anybody on the outside because as Sister Rosalyn said, we're doing a good job doing it, in, doing ourselves in, amen. We're doing an excellent job of that, amen. But the one thing we're not seeing Father God is still in the midst of us saints and he's still working on us amen so again as I say it to each and every one of you we have to stand for one another we have to encourage one another we have to pray for one another we have to be there for one another amen but again even in your good works There's going to be some challenges. There's going to be some difficulties. There's going to be some obstacles to stop you from doing what God has called you to do. But, saints, we have to press through it. Amen? Nothing's going to be easy. We have to press through and allow God to have what he needs in us to do what he's called us to do. Amen? With that being said, I turn it back over to our pastor. Amen?